0: everyone welcome to another week of splash play another special live episode here for you guys heading into week 17 some would say the most dangerous week of nfl of all i'm chris spags joined once again by your friend and mine you know him you love him he's cash game
1: pete he's Peter Overzet. how are you doing pete Doing good, man. Been tinkering with my shell. Uh, Davis, big cash game grinder himself. We had to bring him on to uh, talk through the slate. I am a little bit in a pinch, though, Spags, because I did promise to give out all the super hot takes for the ride or die picks this week, uh, despite trying to build the highest floor lineup. So my brain is going to be in knots today. It's going to be a tough one for Pete to navigate, but thankfully, in addition
0: to me, he's got another of his old friends here. You've seen him on the Cast, You've seen him on countless
2: podcasts across the industry. You can follow him on Twitter at Davis He's Davis Matic. How are you doing, Davis? You know, I am doing. I'm doing great. I'm sitting here working on my cash game shell with my cash game grinder buddy, Pete. You know, I, I was telling you, I can tell that Pete's seriously uh, gotten into the mind of a cash game grinder because he he just, without sarcasm, just asked me. Aren't you worried about a player's injury? And there was no there was no hint of a joke. He was like actually wanting my opinion on it if I'm worried about it. So I can I can already see the mental pretzel that Pete's brain is gonna be in come Sunday morning.
0: Well, I know, Pete, you've talked a lot about this. And first of all, if you're here live, thank you guys for coming on board. We appreciate you for watching the show live or watching it after the fact. Either way, uh, we very much are grateful to have you guys part of the Splash Play community. And Pete, honestly, I just thought this was a bit you were doing. We didn't talk about it over text, but um, I thought you were just doing a bit to fill content here in week 17, a hard time to drum up interest. And in fact, you now do have the disheveled look of a man who's been playing far too many cash games. This is kind of the
1: story of my life. I mean, Davis knows firsthand. I mean, it's Patrick Laird week started out as a bit. and Now we would take a bullet for him, and he's like I, the we, greatest we dude on the We literally,
2: like my biggest vacation of 2019 was a trip to go watch Laird play football.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now I did, you know, cash game as a bit, and now I have more money in play this week than I've had any week this season. So that's just, that's what happens with these bits, man. They turn into reality. It's good. Whatever you can run the money back into 2021 here. So there's no tax
0: shelter for you either. If you lose, you just start the year in the negatives potentially.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, but what I've been told is like, I'll either win 52% or I'll lose 48%. So I'm not really too worried about that swing, you know? So There's going to be a lot to talk about here today on the show.
0: And uh, one of the first things we wanted to do here, we have Davis. Davis has talked a little bit on, I think, some of the content you've done about some of your New Year's resolutions. And it's New Year's we're doing a show on New Year's Day. I feel like we have to do the, the bit that people expect for our fantasy football New Year's resolutions. And Pete, I'm going to throw it to you first here so you can set the table here because sometimes you like to go a bit, uh, a bit out there with your takes. And that might <laughs> be the case here for fantasy football resolutions. So what's your first resolution here for 2021?
1: Well, my first resolution was to play more cash games, and that's going great. Off to a really hot start there. Um, real fantasy football resolutions. I, I need to scale back on how much I do on Sunday mornings, Like or, or I need to scale back how much I'm playing. Like one of those things has to give because I've just been way too discombobulated on Sunday. So figuring out a better Sunday schedule and either leading heavier into content or heavier into playing is, is a decision I need to make.
0: Davis, how about you? You're you're doing, you've been around the industry for so long now. You've also spent a lot of time with Pete here. I'm sure that's been a minus EV approach for you overall, but how are you feeling about your 2021? Any resolutions for you fantasy football wise that, that you really want to get out to the people?
2: Yeah, I would, um, I would like to win one of the big contests that we play in. So whether that be the silver bullet, the football guys, players championship, the main event, the NFC primetime drafters championship, underdog championship, whatever I, I was close a couple times this year, but I didn't, I wasn't max entering these things. Right. So I, I, you know, probably put about 25% of max into a lot of these different ones, but I would. I would like to put the I would like to get the first mostly just to put it in my Twitter bio, because once you once you put it in the Twitter bio, no one can take it away from you. And uh, so that's a that's a big goal for me in 2021,
1: which which Twitter bio one, like which one of those do you think looks the best in the Twitter bio?
2: Oh, main event, right? Well, PC
1: main event champ.
2: I, I think maybe actually for our niche of the internet winner of the underdog championship might actually be best. I think that that's maybe even because the, the DFS grinders do that. But like, you know, the, the, these people who do like all our RG bros, like they don't give a shit about the main event. Like they don't even really understand it. But everyone plays the underdog championship.
0: I feel like at this point you could probably just put in your Twitter bio like 2013 live finalists, and who would really question it? It's just – That there's
1: the old favorite one, right? Yeah, because the the two versions of that in the DFS world, it's you have like live finalists that one time like you just said, and then the FFPC equivalent is you say you were a league champ like six times. You won your league. You won your (laughs) 12-man league, which like, yeah, great job, man. Everybody,
2: everyone's won their (laughs) 12-man league in the main event. It's not hard. Everyone's bad. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to give a res- resolution here. And this is one where I actually this has been my goal for the last couple seasons. And it's a stupid one because it's such an impossible tournament to win. But I want to win the play action. And here's what happened in 2020. I had I won a play action, a showdown play action, which was a 50 way split. So that was a, a classic monkey's paw scenario. But I feel like this, there's something to me about something elegant about a 20 max. I know, Pete, you're a cash game guy now. So you're you've left that long in the past. But I just, you know, I feel like the 20 max is a gentleman's game of DFS.
1: Yeah, man. I, now when I look at that $3 play action, I just cringe for so many reasons. I mean, what a lottery, what an egregious payout structure. I mean, you bet you're better off buying scratch off tickets, uh, spags. I think that's just an awful, awful goal. And so one spags,
2: oh, go that was very close to my goal from two years ago was I wanted to win the drive the green in mm-hmm. PGA. Um, but that's 150 max, and it got pretty costly after a while, and I did not win. So failed failed DFS resolution. Yeah, there's just something about the pure RO.
1: Did Spags just cut out for you? He just muted himself. Spags, you're muted.
0: How about now?
1: Now you're good what the fuck? It, I didn't even hit anything. It just muted me. That was
0: my takes were so bad that <laughs> the dream yard gave up. Um, we'll do it snake draft style. So I'll give one more resolution. My resolution this year, my um, I don't, I don't know if it's similar for you guys where, you know, maybe your friends are a little more into it, but my high school league uh, dying by the year with people having kids, people not having enough time to prepare. Also, I'm sure a bit of a skill gap though. That didn't show this year. Thanks to Christian McCaffrey uh, killing me in this auction league, but I want to switch it over to best ball. I feel like going to best ball is the move for these casual friends leagues where you know the guys don't want to keep up anyway. They probably don't have the time week to week to care. I want to be a best ball guy, maybe not as much as, uh, as Davis and Pete have been, especially Pete, doing live drafts every day. But for just your friends, I feel like best ball is really the move as, as people maybe get a little fatigued on fantasy for you know just casual players out there.
1: Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing because, I mean, the thing you enjoy most with the buddies anyways is just drafting. Like You could still do your live draft or make a, an event over it, but just take away the burden of having to do waivers. The problem is, is I don't know about you guys, but a lot of my friend leagues, this is the only league they play in. Only league. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they devote so much attention to it when we're not, because we're stretched thin in other ways. So it's, are they willing to not have to manage things because that's where they're getting their, their season long fix. And
2: yeah, no, my, my bros, my bros from high school and college, like we have a text thread for our league. Like we're, we're monitoring the consolation playoffs, like zero chance of a best ball. It's, it's a, it's a big deal.
0: Uh, Davis, you got one more resolution here. Also, apparently my computer also updating as we go. So if I disappear, I'll be right back with the joys of doing a live show. But Davis, give us one more resolution.
2: Uh, one more i I'd like to hear about the, I'd like to win the spy. So like, whereas my, my goal in the past would have been to win like the, the play action or or something like that. I would like, I'd like to take down 50 K in the spot. You can't put that in the bio though.
1: You don't want to be first in the DraftKings points for Pete's league on DK. <laughs>
2: Uh I mean I already accomplished that. So I was so tilted when you were there for a little bit. Oh man. We love to see it. I think our, our boy Spags is frozen.
1: Oh, he's uh looks like his computer might have uh let me see here. Is he still frozen? We might have lost him. We'll 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 get him back here in a second. But if there's one thing Davis and I can do, it is fill time. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. It could be like four hours from now, we'd still just be talking about our cash game shell right now. Um, I mean, I am very excited. There's, I will give, I'll get, you know, everyone begs Adam Levitan for his cash game lineup. I think there's like a 99.9% chance that I have LaVisca Chanel in my cash lineup. Like, I don't see how he's not.
2: Um, I mean, I don't have him right now, but they're in, in like most constructions, there is a space for at least one cheap wide receiver. I, I think the issue though is, is Curtis Samuel looks, well, he's not cheap, but Curtis Samuel with no Mike Davis, no Christian McCaffrey, seven carries last week. He does. He does look like a guy who is going to be receiving some pretty solid projections.
1: Well, you showed me the DR Optimal earlier, and it had
2: uh, a guy
1: I would prefer to leave in my GPP pass, Davis.
2: Yeah, it's got it's got Mims in it right now, but my guess is that we are over projecting the Vikings a little bit, and that that will probably, uh, like some of the efficiency stuff will get curtailed as we head closer. Because right now we're, we're getting Madison, we're getting Jefferson, and Kirk Cousins is flowing in there as well. And I don't feel great about that.
0: It seems like I came back just in time to get to this hot Madison talk, which I, <laughs> I'm really dying to get to here. I swear to God, Willis pointed it out in the chat. My computer does update more than any computer out there. It drives me insane. I have auto updates off and it's still just, Windows is such a dick. I hate Windows more than anything.
1: It's all right. Uh, Davis and I are well accustomed to dealing with hosts who have technical <laughs> difficulties during shows. Yeah, so I mean, we don't handle this. it like a pro. <laughs> um,
0: let's move on with the the resolutions, I guess. Pete, did you do you have any other ones you want to throw in here? Or do we want to just get to the meat of the show here? Because obviously people want to <laughs> know all of our Week 17 machinations.
1: No, I do, I, as much as like, it seems like I did a lot of best ball, which I did, but I still wasn't even close to max entering, um, the, the bubble or whatever. So I, I do think I want to max enter those this year. I felt like the, my constructions were, were on point that I am positive EV in those. And now I kind of want to push it. The thing you have to realize is like the time investment to ROI isn't great, but it's fun. And you can do them easily on your phone. I can do streams with them. And uh, I do want to max it out and try to win the bubble. Getting to fifth this year, I tasted it. I was close, but uh, we got to ship it now. That's the
0: downside, I feel like, of the best balls. Is now you have to wait an entire nine months to get another crack. Yeah.
2: Well, but- and you really hate yourself when you do the math. And you're like, wow, I, uh, you know, $2,000 of best ball entries could have just bought $2,000 worth of Bitcoin <laughs> and had way more money. Uh, so that is that is one of the frustrating parts of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, Bitcoin always Bitcoin gets better by the day. That's what they always say here until you actually buy it. If you haven't been buying Bitcoin, then that's when it's, it's complete
1: shitter right away. Yeah, we uh maybe maybe we'll pass 30 K uh while we're on the show today.
0: <laughs> One can only hope, I'm sure, for you guys, you Bitcoin boys. Also, check out Pete's hoodie, by the way, the Splash Play store popping off. And that hoodie looks extremely comfortable
1: and well designed, Pete. It is very comfortable. I had been, uh, you had spun up that store a long time ago and this was the one thing I really wanted and it had been uh, oversold or whatever for the entire fall. And then they finally put it in. I nabbed it. It's comfy. It's stylish. It's hip. It supports content creators. I mean, what more could you want out of a piece of
0: clothing? Yeah, check out the link in the description if you want to support content creators at Teespring. Uh, you get our, our little splash play store. We've got some fun items like that in there. But let's get on to the actual conversation here. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. If you're watching on Apple Podcasts or listening on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and a review. It helps us out a bunch, but... Pete, the main thing here, and, and Davis knows as well as anybody too, Week 17, it's all about motivation, all about, obviously, the opportunity, the volume, having guys in the mix who are going to actually be playing snaps. That's going to be the key part. But teams who are actually fighting to get into the playoffs going to be the most motivated. And, Pete, you are so helpful here. You found an article that from 4 for 4, another great site out there that does a, a fine job for both football analysis and for the DFS part of things. we got some highly motivated teams, and I'll throw it to you, Pete, here, because I feel like you're going to nail this with – with great aplomb. Tell us who are the highest motivated teams here heading into week 17.
1: I actually feel like Davis is probably even better suited for this uh, than me. So as our guest, I, I, I have not been in the weeds on motivation.
2: Okay. (laughs) I I I I got uh, you here. We'll we'll just run. We'll just run through all these games and I'll tell you what matters. Uh, The jets and Patriots, meaningless game, Minnesota and Detroit, meaningless game, Miami and Buffalo. Miami has to win. Uh, Buffalo, if they win locks up the two seed, but the Steelers are not playing their starters. The Steelers are nine and a half point dogs to the Browns. So if the Steelers lose the bills, get the two seed anyway, even if they lose Baltimore has to win and they are in against Cincinnati. Pittsburgh is playing their B team. Cleveland has to win to be in, uh, the Dallas, New York giants game is a playoff game. If the Eagles beat the Washington football team on Sunday night, Tampa Bay has to win against the Atlanta Falcons in order to lock up the, I believe it's the five seed, which means they get to play the NFC East division winner. So they really, really want that because they get the easiest playoff game. Uh, Green Bay, Chicago, that's a must-win game for both teams. Green Bay to lock up the one seed, Chicago, to make the playoffs, period. Uh, New Orleans has to beat Carolina to have a chance at the one seed. Indiana, uh, the Indianapolis Colts have to beat the Jaguars to make the playoffs. The Tennessee Titans have to beat the Houston Texans to make the playoffs. The Chargers Chiefs game is entirely meaningless. The Las Vegas Raiders Denver Broncos game is entirely meaningless. Arizona LA is a playoff game. And then Seattle has to beat San Francisco in order to be possible, like drawing live to the one seed, but it's very thin. And my guess is uh, they're going to be scoreboard watching and the Seahawks guys might not play four quarters.
0: So we didn't really
1: need the article at all. <laughs> this is really oh, the man. main takeaway. The,
2: how crazy is it that that
1: Rams uh Cardinals game is a playoff game and we might get
2: Wolford versus who is it, Chris Strevler? Strevler. Oh, Pete, you would love Strevler. Uh he is uh he is uh, a CFL quarterback who had more interceptions than touchdowns in the CFL last year and is now gonna maybe be playing in an NFL game.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it into my cash game shell, but uh, Sean McVay talking up how much uh, Wolford's been rushing, uh, and that has me a little excited. I'm starting to call him Baby Lamar. Uh, I just said that for the first time, but I think it's a great nickname. Uh, can I play Wolford in cash, Davis?
2: Uh, well, he does scoot a little bit. Uh, a- our, our AAF heads might remember he was, like, the best player two off-seasons ago in the AAF, um, you know, for whatever that's worth. I I <laughs> – I'm not playing him in anything this week, mostly because that game I think is just going to be disgusting. Like I just expect a very low, uh, slow game with lots of rushing attempts. I think the, the play from that game looks like Malcolm Brown
0: see i i'm a big <laughs> pete will be not surprised by this at all big john wolford believer i am <laughs> i've been watching some highlight reels watching some wake forest some arizona hot shots at the from the af and i feel like wolford so here's the thing for me with wolford and i think why i'm intrigued by him vegas total certainly not backing this out in any way though for what it's worth vegas wasn't back in jalen hurts either so you know whatever maybe that's what john wolford is a young jalen hurts or an older jalen hurts but I think Goff is so mediocre and just so driven by having McVay in the headset that if Wolford is a competent QB who can actually handle pressure and can run a little bit, like I think it could you know, not, it's not gonna be an improvement, but it could be at least a lateral move. That's an improvement fantasy wise at his price point. So I'm intrigued by Wolford. I, I wouldn't play him in cash, but I think for GPPs, he should be a consideration.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm interested. I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm just going to pull this up here. I mean, Imagine not playing that guy in cash. <laughs> he honestly looks like he would sell you meth. <laughs> he, does, he does not look like the prototypical NFL guy. I will say that much about him. He looks like a guy that works in the Rams cafeteria that they let him like dress up on like press photo day. Hey,
2: man. McVay, McVay called him uh, young Doug Flutie. wow Uh, he's
0: uh he he definitely looks like a he gotta make a wish he was he was working in the janitor and working as a janitor in the cafeteria and they were like oh man you've been talking all season long about how you'd love to get out there and he had one great throw in practice and they're like well i guess we might as well just put
1: him in i mean this looks like a guy who ran on the field from the stands and like took the football from the quarterback and is about to get tackled by a security (laughs) guard are are you
0: not like can you not imagine though a world where it's like Wolford mania for one week where he just goes out there runs does look like a young Doug Flutie and then and then and then he just disappears like that to me is would be the ultimate like John Wolford kind of situation where this <laughs> I, the photos of him are hilarious like he just looks like no for, it, for it to
2: be a real thing he's got to stick around and be the backup so every time Goff has a bad game the fans can be like you know we want we want Wolford like he becomes the folk hero like Nick Foles was with Carson Wentz in in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah. Arrestive pointing out this is our generation's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Finally, the thing with Jalen Hurts is that he didn't look enough like a tweaked out white guy. And that's finally, we have that in John Wolford. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, he doesn't pass the, uh, the eye test I want in cash, but you GPP bros are going to love him this week. I think.
0: I'm excited for him. We got a lot of injuries actually to hit on here, which I'm curious your guys' thoughts about. We we talked a little bit a little bit about uh Dalvin Cook being out here, Alex Madison limited after coming in uh coming back from the concussion protocol, and uh, I think the expectation is that is going to be good enough to go. But we saw that when a couple weeks ago Davis with uh, Madison being in for Cook not having the big results despite being a chalk play. This week he's also not even cheap. So how are you feeling about him? Whether you want to talk to the cash game bro specifically, or you want to talk about GPPs?
2: I feel pretty, pretty good about him for a couple of reasons. The first is that in week 17 last year, uh, Mike Boone absolutely lost his mind 17 for 148 and a touchdown, three targets, two catches, 12 yards. Madison will just be playing in that role. The other thing is. Mike Zimmer is just a boomer dude. Like he doesn't he doesn't care about, oh, uh, you know, this is a meaningless game or whatever. Like he's going out. They want to get Justin Jefferson 110 yards and I'm sure like they're like there's not we're not going to see Kyle Slaughter and, and Amir Abdullah in this game. Like they're just going to play this game straight up. And the Lions, even if they still cared and had a reason to be trying, um uh, they're just not any good. The Lions run defense is is basically the worst in the league. Like they just have been a total step over team for the last month of the season. Like we saw Houston put up 45 on them on Christmas day. Like they just, they're just so bad. So Madison, Madison is, um, popping in the floor optimals, Pete.
0: Yeah. Pete, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about him for cash? And then, you know, if you can harken back to your days, as a GPP player, what do you think about him there too?
1: Yeah, I'm having a hard time with Madison because I do kind of like the studs and duds approach. I do think Derrick Henry is a great play this week. I think Malcolm Brown is a good play. I like Ty Johnson. And then in the middle range, I also like Jonathan Taylor a lot too. So I'm not finding my way to Madison in mind, but I do think he's a good play. Um, I just think there's maybe like... Davis, I think my concern for him would be like, do you, how many passes do you think he catches? Because they've been using Abdullah. Probably, a decent amount. probably like,
2: probably like, yeah. I and and by the way, in this same situation last year, Dalvin Cook out, Mike Bloom played fifty seven percent of the snaps, and Abdullah played thirty nine. If you're playing Madison, Madison is kind of just like Derrick Henry this week where you're like, I need the 100 yards and I need the touchdown because it's not like people aren't playing Derrick Henry this week because they think he's going to catch four passes. It's like he's just going to, you know, hang dong uh, against the the Texans. (laughs) He's definitely going to hang some dong. <laughs> it's really the
0: main thing. And I think too, it's the fact that they're playing the lions. I mean, the lions, just a team that have not been able to stop anything this year. You know, last week I think was probably the best case study of that where Evans killed them Fournette probably could have had a bigger day. Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, finally coming through for the guys who've been hoping that he would have any sort of role this year, like going against Detroit, you could really talk me into playing anybody, but, I think with Madison, that's sort of my concern. Is that what if there's like the 200 yard Madison week where Detroit completely rolls over and gives him his belly, and like and Madison just completely destroys? Like that's my concern about not
1: playing him a certain volume. Yeah, Um, I mean that's the that's the problem this week. There's so many good plays. There there are a lot uh, of good plays. So I I think uh, I think Madison is. uh, I think he's solid, just not my favorite. Another injury
0: in Carolina, Mike Davis joining Christian McCaffrey out for this week. McCaffrey, one of the biggest uh, busts of the year. Of course, we all know that in terms of just being available, uh, Mike Davis as well. kind of slowed down down the stretch as Rodney Smith has taken a bit of a role and Rodney Smith, minimum price on DraftKings maybe uh, kind of a cashy play because of that. But um, you know, not the highest upside so far. Davis, do you have any lean here on Rodney Smith, given what you've seen of him, where he's been taking enough off the plate for Mike Davis to get in some of that pass-catching role, but you do have Trenton Cannon there as well, uh, kind of lurking as a guy who could just ruin things just enough for Smith to not get there.
2: So the thing I would be worried about with Rodney Smith is that uh, he might not get any targets. Uh, I guess he has been targeted a couple times over the last few weeks, but also that he would lose all of the high-value touches to Curtis Samuel, they like to use Curtis Samuel around the goal line. He got seven carries last week. Would not surprise me to see his role expanded. Also, I'm, I'm. This is so bizarre. I'm looking at Rodney Smith's uh, college football stats. Right, you're getting the uh, the audio is playing. You- uh, wait, oh
1: wait, no, That might be That's on, on you. Me. That's on yeah. you, bud. Did oh, you guys hear roasted. That?
0: No, no, I, I uh-huh. didn't hear anything.
2: Okay, I'm glad. I was like hearing Rodney Smith. I, I need to know how this is possible. Rodney Smith played at Minnesota in college for five years. It looks like he was activated for one game as a freshman. Then they he somehow like got his red shirt redone and then got a medical red shirt. So he was a six year running back for Minnesota. I don't know. So this he's got to be like twenty five. I don't know. He, he doesn't he had uh, sixty five catches total in college. Like doesn't seem Uh, in six years at college. So it doesn't seem like a big pass catcher.
0: Pete, do you have any lean here for Rodney Smith, who worth pointing out on the year, you know, yards per rush, not a perfect stat, but Mike Davis getting 3.9 yards per rush, Smith getting 3.7 yards per catch, Davis getting 6.3, Smith getting 6.9. Like, yeah, I I agree, like Smith, probably not a game-changing PPR back, but if he does get the four and a half targets a game that Davis has been getting, like, I, I don't mind the idea of him, but you tell me, cash game, Pete.
1: Yeah, I think of all the of, of Brown, Ty Johnson and him, I think he has the most risk of his workload not being what we want it to be with the Curtis Samuel stuff, with Trenton Cannon. Like we just haven't seen him get the 15 plus touches that the other guys have gotten uh, in in backup roles. So I uh, I think I'm staying away from him. But if you GPP bros, uh, you guys should knock yourself out with some Rodney Smith. Have, a, have the
0: time of your life. And one other uh, swath of injuries that Davis mentioned a game here that uh, for Jacksonville where the Colts do have to win on the other side, uh, but still a spot where, you know, there's going to be some opportunity left behind because there's no DJ Chark, no Colin Johnson, also no James Robinson once again. And Pete, I have to ask you, is this the week going against the Colts defense that is a little bit softer, maybe than it appears on paper. Is it the Visco week where he puts it down for the guys like you who have his tiny helmet in your home and your heart.
1: Yeah, while you were calling over uh, Best Buy Geek Support to fix your computer, I was saying that uh, it's basically a lock that Visca will be in my lineup. He was already projecting well even with DJ Chark playing, and now that DJ Chark's ruled out, I think you bump him that extra target or two and pushes him up to a really nice play, and I, I do think I prefer him over some of those other pump play wide receivers. Um, I know Josh Reynolds looks good. Gabriel Davis looks all right. Uh, Denzel Mims popping in the DR optimal, but I have, um, you know, redacted jets wide receivers from my player pool. Like all great cash game guys do. Uh, but yeah, I, I think LaVisca set up nice here. Davis, can you give us a slightly more unbiased opinion on Visca?
2: Yeah. Visca not popping me um the the thing the thing is is like he he got priced up because he caught the touchdown last week but there are guys who are cheaper we got gabriel davis we got mike Pittman. we got jerry judy we got even darius slayton lavisca uh, of our top 100 raw points optimals you know no no shuffle no volatility or anything hit six percent of them so i won't say i'm not gonna play him Cause it would just be fun to play him, obviously, especially since we're doing the Gilcast together Sunday night. But I, he's not like a, a mega slam dunk, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I don't know that he's a slam dunk. I do think though that I, I'm a little more team Pete here. I've been about as skeptical of Visca as one can be, just you know, to, to temper Pete's enthusiasm, especially earlier in the year. But you know, if he's going to get those routes outside without Chark, without colin johnson as well colin johnson really has kind of taken a a hammer to charks production over the last few weeks in addition to the qb situation but if this going to be out there running routes against rock yassin who's one of the worst you know matchups aren't everything but one of the worst cover David, quarters in the league are you
2: aren't you worried about rocky, rocky yeah re- i'm worried dude i'm worried dude. he's I'm, a, a guy a guy with a name like that bro i mean imagine trying to get open against a dude named rock <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, thing, the thing i like about visca um and i think you could probably say the same for gabriel davis though is like visca is not only going to get some of those deep shots down the field where he could really access a big ceiling but they're the also going to or kid they're going to manufacture some touches for him too whereas wouldn't you say that's the problem with say Nico hardman davis is his the role could just be all over the place
2: Well, I think the thing I'm now worried about with McCall Hardman is Watkins is banged up and Tyreek is banged up. So I think they might just, they might need him in the playoffs. Like they don't want, obviously they don't want to be giving McCall Hardman like 10 targets in the playoffs, but I think that we're going to, it's going to be like, uh, Byron Pringle and Ricky Seals Jones and, and Nick Kaiser that we see playing because I don't think they like, they can't get Hardman banged up in this game. Um, and
0: also, yeah, I just want to close the Rock Yassin loop because you guys really <laughs> shit all over him and made him sound like he's nothing more than a Pokemon name, which granted a very Pokemon-sounding name. But it's worth pointing out this has been one matchup that I've actually have targeted a good amount this year because people don't like playing guys against the Colts because on paper, you know, really not a lot of results come in that way. But but Yassin is just so bad, giving up 1.7 yards per route covered, uh, you know, a 17% target rate. Like these are high numbers for a guy that Um, you know, still out there running a ton, recovering a ton of snaps. So that's why I do think actually this could be a Visca week and, and Pete, I will have Visca exposure in your honor. And if he wins me money, I won't give you any, but I'll think of you when it happens. Yeah. We'll, we'll both play him for completely different reasons and we'll both get there. Oh, I hope so. I hope (laughs) that actually does happen. Um, any other injuries, Pete, that you think are important to bring up here? There's so many to dig into. I kind of felt like those were the main ones worth hitting, but any others that you recall that you want to give to the folks?
1: Yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through, um, you know, some of the big ones here. Um, you know, we have the Dolphins receivers that are questionable. It doesn't look like Terry McLaurin. Uh, it looks like both him and Gibson are questionable. Um, I'm seeing Ronald Jones headed for a huge workload here. Tyler Boyd's on track to play. Uh, one benefit of the uh, Gabriel Davis play is it doesn't look like Cole Beasley's going to play um davis any other big news stories i'm missing
2: um no i mean john brown being active or or inactive on sunday is going to end up mattering for the gabriel davis play i think but oh well if you want to if you want to hop aboard the narrative train the buccaneers basically said they want to get ronald jones like a full workload uh they want because he missed the two games with the uh, thumb injury and then the COVID 19 list like because they were not planning on using leonard Fournette in the playoffs he was a uh, a healthy scratch in week 14 so that is one of that is uh maybe you know it's kind of spicy for cash but that is an sounds like a way yeah. <laughs> to my face i'm uh i'm playing i'll be playing ronald jones in some single entry gpp stuff i think based on that news
0: Interesting. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta always spooks me with their their run defense, which we kind of saw. Um, Le'Veon Bellchok died on the vine last week with because of that. I think, and uh, that's that's one
2: thing that I would have yeah, some. You're talking Paul- to two dudes who did not touch Le'Veon Bell with a ten <laughs> foot pole last week because you knew that Atlanta run defense was so stout. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just knew that Le'Veon
0: Bell is old and bad. <laughs> that is also a factor, but I, I would just point out Atlanta's run defense to me is one thing where I've on paper you would just think, oh yeah, they're so bad against the pass. They they should also you know theoretically bends of the run. They really don't. They're only giving up about 100 rushing yards a game. A lot of their production coming that they're giving up going to the, through the air. Uh, about a 70 percent touchdown rate, passing TDs, 71 percent passing yards is what they're giving up. So. Uh, to me, I would be afraid of any running back against Atlanta here down the home stretch, which I know sounds crazy, but just one thing I've observed over the last few weeks. Um, Anthony Miko in the chat also pointed out, I think he retracted his message, but um, Visca maybe not popping up in some projection systems because I know on Osmos, they haven't updated yet for no Chark, no Colin Johnson. So uh, Visca can pop up a bit more here um, as the numbers come through. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's go to the actual slate here. We've covered the injuries. Actually, let's get to the troll equity play of the week. Let's do that first. And, uh, Pete explain this for Davis here. I'm sure he can figure it out as a sharp guy, but what's the troll play of the week mean to you?
1: Yeah. So the troll play Davis is just uh, a guy that's going to be super popular that everyone feels, uh, you know, very good about. And then this guy, this troll play just sneaks in and ruins everything. So there's there's
2: only one option this week. Who is it? Amir Abdullah.
1: Amir Abdullah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, Yeah. Boone or Abdullah, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Boone
0: certainly could get those goal line touches and, and ruin the day. You know, that that's certainly a possibility. I think too, you know, just going to the Ryan Tannehill passing offense here with Derek Henry being chalk. Uh, there were some stats that came out this week. I, f- I forget what the, who put it out, but it was something about breaking down QB accuracy relative to like different situations. And the best QB when not running play action in a clean pocket this year is Ryan Tannehill, which kind of surprised me because you would think, you know, the play is really what opens it up. So if that offense goes off and Henry just doesn't get as much of the, the share I think, you know, I'm not something I'm expecting, but I think Tannehill going off with Brown or Davis, I think would be the the troll play to me.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I like this suggestion here. Trenton Cannon uh, mm-hmm. potentially being uh, a troll play. And there's always ways that Derrick Henry can get trolled. The troll can come from a lot of places. Ryan Tannehill rushing Corey Davis. It in. Corey Davis, the defense, maybe getting a couple scores here against a, a sloppy Deshaun Watson. So I could see some troll plays there as well.
0: All right, let's get to the ride or die picks. And uh, um, we'll, well, I guess at the end of the show, because Davis has a tight uh, heart out here in 15 minutes, we want to make sure to get all his picks in. Um, and then we'll do a little week 17 overview, I guess, about how to approach things when uh, Davis jumps off. So that'll be how we close out the show. But let's get into the ride or die plays. And and Pete, I'm sure you've already explained it. But once again, here, I'm just giving you all the prompts here to explain all of our bits. What's the ride or die plays and what what should Davis have to look out for?
1: Yeah. So the ride or die Davis, we give any pick that we want from a game, and then you get points based on how aggressive the pick is. So if you just do like a spread pick or something that's a 50 50 probability, that's one point. If you're a little more aggressive, like say Visca over 20 DraftKings points, that's worth three points. And then if you go really balls to the wall uh, stuff, uh, then you can you say like Keelan Cole outscores, you know, Jonathan Taylor, stuff like this, you can get a 10 pointer. Uh, and All right. I behind in the rankings, so I'm going to be going exclusively 10-pointers today, and uh, I just feel like your general... Um, Mo would be to to join me with some hot takes. Yeah, there. why
2: would I? Why would I want a one pointer, dude? What's the point?
0: <laughs> it's also worth pointing out, Pete. I did update the scores, so Willis, have no fear. I did. I did throw that in. If you want to double check anything, but you are down forty three points here, heading into the home stretch. So
1: you big uh-huh. swings only for for the Dong King here. For I think I will do exclusive. The other uh f- uh function, Davis, where you can do guy appears in the winning millie maker lineup. That's worth ten points. I might go all winning millie maker picks today. Okay,
0: (laughs) more guys that can actually fit in a lineup might be the move here. But honestly, that has been that's the difference between our picks this year is me getting some showdown captains and some Millie Maker guys. So it's Pete's time to shine here for the ride or die pick. So make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe on YouTube. We're so close to 500. Our pal Sal Vetri gave us the bump. So uh, make sure you follow through here and uh, and hit that subscribe button if you're checking us out for the first time. Uh, first game up, Minnesota getting 30.3 implied points at Detroit, 23.3 implied points over under a 53.5 in this game. And Pete, start it off here. Set the table here with your aggressive picks.
1: Yeah, well, I will go. I mean, the narrative, it's Justin Jefferson's season. I mean, they got to get him all these Vikings passing records. Uh, they got to get him the rookie passing record. Let's go Justin Jefferson winning Millie Maker lineup here. All right, Davis, how about you? What do you want in this game?
2: Tyler Conklin to outscore Kyle uh, Irv Smith Jr.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
2: You, do you know the, the backstory? I mean,
1: Spags tried to tout uh, Conklin as a week 16 waiver wire pick, and I got so angry. So
2: he's did, did part he did not know that, that he's like a right tackle.
0: <laughs> no, I thought that he
2: looked good out there the week before. He has flowing. He did, he did flowing randomly look good in that game, but Lee Smith also just had an 11 DraftKings point yeah. night. <laughs> Well, that the irony
0: was that then Irv Smith went off for the day. And this is actually what Pete was ranting about. I was like, why not just take Irv Smith? And, and we, because of our collaboration, we landed on Irv Smith being the, the plus
1: EV play. I think I, I think I that's so Conklin's projecting. I'm seeing 4.27 points and uh, Irv Smith is up here at 10.82. Is that a three or a, a 10 Spags? I think it's a three. I think it's a
0: three. When we're getting into the tight ends here, I feel like that's, um, but yeah, still, still a good call. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a real easy one. This is, you guys went bold uh, for me now with my lead on Pete, I'm going to try to play it close to the vest. And I just believe in Alex Madison, Alex Madison, over 20 fantasy points for a
1: three pointer. All right, there we
0: go. Next game up, Baltimore, 28.3 implied points, Cincinnati, 15.3 implied points on the other side, 43 and a half point over under. That's come down a point since it opened and Davis. Now, you know how the game goes. So you can go first.
2: Wait, hold on. Sorry. Which game is this for? Uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, what do I get for Giovanni Bernard highest scoring running back in this game? Highest scoring non-quarterback. That's 10-pointer. Yeah, I would accept that. Okay. Giovanni Bernard highest PPR score, uh, other than Lamar Jackson, obviously. All right, Pete, what do you want? Um, I will say...
1: I'll say Lam is it a 10 pointer if I say Lamar Jackson rushes for over a hundred yards? No. No.
2: That's a that's like literally like a one and a half pointer.
1: That's a negative one. five pointer.
2: <laughs> I have
1: it projected for rushing yards.
0: Uh, um, let's see. I only have the fantasy production. Let me see if there's I, I
1: I got it. Um output. Cardi has it projected for 55 rushing yards. What do you have? I'm trying to
2: find it. Uh rushing yards 56.4. And you guys acted like over a hundred's a lot. Okay, but- okay. That three, three pointer then not you're a right, 10 pointer. You're right. so yeah. What number do
1: I have to do to get it to 10, 125 yards? 133. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's write that down over 133 rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. All right. Um. For me, I guess I will take...
0: Um, I'm going to take Marquise Brown over 20 fantasy points. I, I don't like it, but I'll, I'll do that just to go against your pick a little bit, Pete, because Marquise Brown has a big day. One would think Lamar doesn't get there.
1: Yeah, continue to try to leverage my picks. I <laughs> dare you.
0: It's honestly been a great strategy here down the home stretch. <laughs> Next game up, Dallas, 23.3 implied points. Again, this is one of the games that matters. Both teams can make the playoffs depending upon the Sunday night football result. Giants getting 21.3 implied points over under a 44 and a half. And uh, God, I really don't like any of this. I will say, Michael Gallup once again over
2: twenty fantasy points. All right, go for it, Davis. How many points do do I have to get for CD Lamb for it to be a ten pointer? A ten pointer for CD Lamb? He probably has thirty.
1: To, to go over thirty. draft You can probably just points. say the Millie Maker then at that point. Yeah,
2: you can say okay? Millie yeah, CD CD Lamb in the Millie Maker lineup.
1: Okay, I will. I will say Dalton Schultz in the Millie maker lineup.
2: <laughs> okay. That's actually easier than lamb. That's that's actually sharper. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, all you need is one, one person to play him there. And if even if he's crap, you could still get there. Next game up Miami, 21.5 implied points, Buffalo 26 implied points, some questionable motivations. here. some chances. Buffalo's guys don't play. Davis mentioned this up top some chances. They get pulled at halftime. Who knows? Uh, knowing all that, Pete, what do you want in this game with the dolphins and the bills?
1: Wow. Yeah. So I need I need 10 pointers here. Let's just keep taking shots. Big, big shots. Let's say Isaiah McKenzie, Millie Maker lineup.
2: Oh, all right. Well, that's <laughs> quite a shot. Uh are you why didn't you just steal my Duke Williams pick?
1: Duke Johnson or uh oh, I keep always saying Duke Johnson. That's your
2: Dude, Isaiah McKenzie, talk about manufactured touches. They love this yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll go. What? What? How many points for Duke Johnson to score a touchdown? He literally has not even been activated off the practice squad yet.
0: Wait, Duke Johnson or Duke Williams?
2: Duke Sorry, no, Williams. I got you. Yeah, you yeah. messed me up. Duke Duke Williams, the former uh, CFL MVP, whatever
1: Duke Williams is. It's 10 points. Yeah.
2: Okay. Duke <laughs> Williams to score a touchdown. Ten points. Duke
1: Williams makes
0: the best barbecue in all of North Carolina. <laughs> That's what I know of Duke Williams. Um, I will say, I mean, Miami needs the win here. Uh, boy, uh, Miles Gaskin over 20 fantasy points. I guess I don't feel great about it, but that's, he, they clearly want to rely on him. He's looking good down the stretch. I'll, I'll take that one, but not, not too enthusiastically. Uh, next game, Atlanta, 21 and a half implied points, Tampa Bay, 28.5 implied points over under 50 in this one. And Davis, you're back up. Take what you want.
2: Uh, Ronald Jones, millionaire maker winning lineup.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: I, I, and I want to go
1: similar to the Lamar thing. How many rushing yards does, uh, ronald jones need to have for me to get 10 points
2: um i have ronald jones projected for uh probably like 60 i feel like (laughs) 133.3 i I have ronald jones projected for 60 rushing yards so if i get the 133
1: yeah sure all right, Ronald Jones over 133 rushing yards. I like 133
0: being the default. <laughs> like This is actually something we should have thought of in like week one because it's a very fun number for some reason.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a monster day if you get over 130 rushing yards. <laughs> um, I'm going to take
0: Mike Evans uh, once again puts it down. And, you know, honestly, his projection shit. So I'm just going to take over 20 fantasy points here. I think he could be in the Millie, but I'll just take over 20.
1: Fun, fun narrative fact, Mike uh, Evans only needs 40 yards for his, I believe it's 8th straight
2: 1,000-yard season. 8th 20,
1: 2014, yeah. So sick. Yeah, That was a, he, he'd
0: been all over that, I think. He mentioned that the other show, too, with Mike Evans. Mike Evans closing in. And that's another thing worth pointing out, too, when you see these little stat nuggets, they're not always great, but um, there's often a case that these guys get fed down the stretch here to hit their numbers. Uh, next game up Pittsburgh, 15.8 implied points with the inglorious Mason Rudolph starting for them, Cleveland, 26.3 implied points expected to put it down. And I guess I'm due to go first here. And, uh, given Pittsburgh getting shockingly gashed by the run the last few weeks, I will take Nick Chubb, uh, in the Millie. Why
1: not? I'll do that. All right. Um, Nick Chubb in the Millie. This I don't feel great about this because I think they're going to be chalky, and that's definitely hard to do. But I will just say Browns chalk ends up in the winning milli maker lineup. Browns D. All right, how many Davis. points?
2: How many points for a Steelers win? Is that a ten pointer? They're nine and a half point dogs. Yeah, uh, an outright money line win. Yeah, yeah. Steelers win.
0: Wow. Okay, wow, that's yeah. spicy. That's, that's shitting all over Cleveland. You're going to get some uh, angry. I mean,
2: bro, was, is anything less surprising than Cleveland losing a must win game to the Steelers B team? Like, it's, like it was written in the stars.
1: But Rudolph is an upgrade over Roethlisberger. So you got gotta-
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, to
0: prepare for some angry misspelled messages. <laughs> that's going to be coming from all the Cleveland fans out there. That's Davis's uh, entire existence online is receiving angry misspelled messages. true. Yeah uh next game up the jets 18.3 implied points at new england 21.3 implied points uh over under 39 and a half in this game um I, i'll go first again i guess with this one i'm just gonna take the over it's such a low total i feel like it has to go over but both teams are shit so i, I won't be surprised if i'm wrong ty johnson over 133.3
2: rushing yards okay denzel mims oh. rewards our faith and it's in the Millie Maker winning lineup. Dude, if Denzel Mims goes off when I'm playing in, cash. In week 17, bro. I,
1: lose it. All right.
0: um, I, I was hoping that he would see that tweet and at least throw it a like. <laughs> I, tagged, I did tag Denzel Mims. I'm not a big tag an athlete guy, but I yeah. wanted
1: him to know that you were off his train.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah especially if he watches the video, which he didn't. And he's just like, yeah, I'm like, fuck Jets wide receivers and Spags is tagging him in it. <laughs> It would be like a blood feud, like you made friends with Patrick Laird, a blood feud with Denzel Mims that
0: started as love would be so great. Fantastic content. Next game, Chargers 23.5 implied points, Kansas City 20 implied points. Uh, Davis mentioned Kansas City does nothing to play about or play for care about here in this game. So that's that's one thing to note. And uh,
2: because of that, Davis, you brought that information to people. You can go first. Okay, how many points for a Ricky Seals Jones touchdown? <laughs> I forgot Davis
1: is on the Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky
2: Seals Jones has played six offensive snaps this year. How many points for a Chad Henney to Ricky Seals Jones touchdown? We give you ten for a Ricky Seals Jones yeah. touchdown. All right, there we go. Lock it in, uh, Pete. What do you want?
1: I want to leverage Davis's pick and say uh, ten for a uh, uh, Dion Yelder touchdown. Respect your yelders, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh also apparently chris in the in the youtube chat saying can confirm no longer a fan of davis as a cleveland fan so that's it's tough to see it happen live like that davis <laughs> tough
1: scene bro and nick asking pete are you really not playing a single gpp this week it is uh it's very true i was going to um you're just... really not going to no look i'm going to show you my uh my thing here you think my possible winnings could be potentially less than four thousand dollars <laughs> if i played a gpp it is all cash baby <laughs> All it's cash. all
2: cash, bro. I guess I i mean, I'm still going to play GPPs, but I'll probably play a little bit less this week just to stay focused with you,
1: dude. I'm j- I'm dialed in one lineup for all the monies. Um, I guess I in this game, I
0: will take boy, everything looks like crap.
1: Actually, Pete, did you make a pick yet? Uh, yeah, Yelder touchdown.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yelder. Um, that's right. You are respecting your Yellers. Um, I will go with, uh, God, this I just hate all of it so much. Um, Austin Eckler
2: millionaire maker winner.
0: I don't know. I don't have a feel for it, but that's, that's my pick. Why don't speak. you go?
2: Why don't you go with like uh Donald Parham two touchdown game? Because he fucking sucked last week and <laughs> Steven Anderson shit all over his production. And it was very upsetting as a
0: long time XFL fan uh, for all the weeks. Yeah, there we go. Parham. Dude, like if the, if he got the problem, targets, They're sick. If he got the targets that Anderson got last week, he would have been an amazing tight end. And we'd all be talking about Donald Parham. And now, now here he is, the loss of the embers, makes me so sad. <laughs> I love I love Parham, man. He, he won me some money in the XFL with that with Dallas and Jeff Badett being shit every week. I could talk XFL
2: Jeff Badett is on the Washington football team roster yeah. and he might oh, be active is he this really? week.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he's stuck still though. So I have <laughs> no fear. Uh next game we got to speed around these Jacksonville 17.8 implied points, Indianapolis 31.8.
1: I'm going first. I'm taking Visco over no, 20 yeah. fantasy points. <laughs>
2: Visca winning millimaker lineup. What about Jonathan Taylor winning millimaker lineup?
0: No, that's (laughs) stupid. It's Visca.
2: (laughs) All right, I got (laughs) Jonathan Taylor.
0: There we go. How dare you take a good player? We're taking Visca. That's how. how Don't don't say that. I'll I'll boot you from this stream. Next game up, green. I'll do it myself probably at some point. I'll have another Windows update. Uh, green Bay, 27 and a half implied points. Green Bay, once again, they need this game here. Probably full motivation. Uh Chicago, 23 implied points on their side, over under a 50 and a half. And uh I, Pete, you can go first. Sorry, which game?
1: Uh Green Bay, Chicago. Oh, Green Bay, Chicago. I mean, uh how many how many uh, receiving yard, how many touchdowns for Devontae Adams to give me 10 points or how many receiving yards? Three. Three
0: or <laughs> three and a half over under
1: three and a half. uh okay. He's not going to get four. uh How about? Will you give me uh ten points if he goes over uh one hundred seventy-five
2: receiving yards?
0: Yes, yes, I okay. will.
1: Devonte Adams over one hundred seventy-five receiving yards.
0: <laughs> Davis, what do you want here?
2: AJ Dylan more fantasy points than Aaron Jones. That's got to be ten, right? What's yeah. the? Okay. Well, and Jamal Williams might even be active, but I'll I'll still do that as the take.
0: All right. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Aaron Jones has the full projection, at least according to Osmo, 18.3 compared to 1.4 for AJ Dillon. So yeah, that, that's a 10-pointer. Um, I will take uh I'll take David Montgomery over 20 fantasy points again. Why not? Closing the year out strong, David Montgomery. That's, um, is
2: that not for a 10-pointer though.
1: No, it's a three-pointer. Yeah. Over 20, we usually do threes. How many games do we have left? Because we got to get Davis out of here. Uh we got four fuck four more let let davis rapid fire his four picks for those and then you and me will backfill after he goes all right
0: so davis uh give give us your ride or die for new orleans carolina
2: uh ride or die for new orleans carolina curtis samuel winning millie maker all right how about tennessee houston uh derrick henry over how many points for derrick henry over 250 yards that's (laughs) That's a a 10 10. Okay. I, I like you t- handling that completely seriously, too. Uh, Buddy, Seattle- it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's going
0: to be out of this. Seattle, world. San Francisco, Davis. Who's your pick? Uh,
2: Grown-ass man, DK Metcalf, over 20 DK points. Arizona, LA Rams. John Walford, over 50 rushing yards.
0: Okay, now we're cooking. Love it. And the last game on the slate, Washington versus the Eagles. What do you want? Jeff
2: Bidette to catch a pass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. All right, everybody follow at Davis Matic. Davis, any big plugs here? You have the podcast. You have your, a ton of work out there, but following you seems like the main thing, so plug whatever you want.
2: Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, uh, and if you search my name wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find the Cast, the Sports Grid Fantasy Football po- Fantasy Football Podcast, and all the good shit.
0: Yeah, check out Davis. Right. Davis does a great job here. We appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah. Beautiful.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: All right, there you go. There goes. Davis Matic again, follow him at Davis Matic on Twitter. And, uh, he's one of the guys here. I'm glad we did a show with him, Pete, one of your, one of your other friends. I've now, I feel like I've, as our podcast matrimony has gone on, I finally met your friends. It's, it's crazy after our shotgun wedding.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't want to overwhelm you, you know, meeting the friends can kind of be, you know, a tough thing, overwhelming thing. And, um, I wanted to spread it out a little bit and, uh, I think you've done a good job
0: might've skipped one game here for Davis, but who cares? Uh, we <laughs> Vegas and Denver. Let's go back here. Uh, Vegas, Denver, Vegas, 26.8 implied points, Denver, 24.3 bit of a
1: surprise there. What do you want in this one? Yeah, I will. I'll go back to Tim Patrick. I'll say Tim Patrick, Millie Maynard, winning lineup. So here's an
0: issue I'm having is that um, I'm going to I'm gonna pick multiple QBs for my Millie Maker winning lineup in this show, but I think Drew Locke <laughs> being a Millie Maker winning QB here to close the season out seems fun. And uh, this over under a 51 seems shockingly high, so that's what I'll take, Drew
1: Locke and the Millie Maker. Yeah, Drew Locke looking pretty good at 5,000. He was uh, showing up in a lot of the optimal lineups right now. I don't know if in my one time playing cash can play Drew Locke, but uh, I do like it. Uh, next game up New
0: Orleans 27.3 implied points, Carolina 20.3 implied points. Um I guess I'll go first in this one. I'll take I'll take Rodney Smith gets over 20 fantasy points, why not?
1: Okay, I will say uh can I get 10 points for Trenton Cannon outscoring Rodney Smith? 10 points feels like a little bit of a stretch. I would give that 3. How about this? How about this? Will you give me 10 points? Trenton Cannon over 20 DraftKings points on his own. Yes, I'll give you that. Okay, I'll give you that. Cannon over 20. All right. Next game up,
0: Tennessee, 31.8 implied points. Houston, 24.3 implied points and a uh, 56 point over under in this one. So this is a gaudy one. And uh, Davis really with the 250 rushing yards for Derrick Henry. That's, that's a tough one to top, Pete, but I'll let you try to do that now.
1: Yeah, man. Derrick Henry uh, looks like a very nice play. I I could see this game going berserk. Uh, Let me play it from the other side. Let's say Deshaun Watson just continues to do what he does every week and ball out Deshaun Watson winning Millie maker lineup.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, actually a pretty good pick as well. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll tail you on that one. I won't leverage against you. I'll say Brandon Cooks in the Millie Maker winning lineup. I feel like he's uh, the target share is there. And now that he's finally thwarted Chad Hansen and his beautiful thin lips, we can we can focus in on Brandon Cooks and his massive upside and actually being a competent receiver. Oh, I'm going to say massive lips. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, that was that was one thing that the lip conversation always could get a skew
1: here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, we're we're always due for one uh, one comment. On the show where spags get us dangerously close you you did the lip thing before there was the other
0: show where i was like wow pete pete getting on the line here either way the less said about lips the better next game seattle 26.3 implied points san francisco 19.8 implied points over under a 46 in this one this one's dog shit pete so you go first
1: i just keep taking stabs at these cheap wide receivers that might end up in the millie maker lineup i'll say richie james winning millie maker lineup
0: I like Richie James a lot. Um, Man, that's actually that actually is a really good call because all these assholes are out. So, yeah, I, I'm intrigued by it. Um, I'll say I'll say George Kittle, Millie Maker winning lineup. Just try to get some leverage on you there. But I do think Richie James getting the full run here. I, I like that guy. That one game he had against Green Bay. Like I, he was my showdown captain. Fantastic. Very happy yeah. with Richie James this year.
1: Yeah, I will. I, I do like the Kittle call. I mean, he's expensive for cash, but uh, man, he looked really good last mm-hmm. week. And if there's one tight end on this slate that can separate and do the like Waller Kelsey impersonation, uh, I think it's Kittle.
0: And CJ Beathard certainly loves to feed him too. And, and we know Seattle's past defense still not good, even though they've gotten some, some better results at some uh, weak matchups. Uh, next game up, Arizona 22 implied points, Rams 19 implied points over under a 41 in this one. And uh, I know I said drew Locke, but I think one of these guys gets there. I, I don't even know if I really believe that at this point, but John Walford millionaire maker winning lineup.
1: Nice. Um, I will, I will keep going. Uh, let's say Josh Reynolds, another, cheapy wide receiver. Who's going to project well without Cooper cup. I will say Josh Reynolds winning Millie maker lineup, 10 pointer buckets.
0: <laughs> and the last game, uh, which is not on the main slate, but the, probably the most important game on the day, Washington and Philadelphia, the Sunday night game, the ride or die implications, uh, two and a half point favorite for uh, Washington on the road here. I don't have the, the totals because I'm actually maxed out the number of games on my sheet. Uh, so <laughs> Pete, what do you want in
1: this game? Wow. Um I will say what what did Davis do for this Jeff Bedet catches a yes, pass he, he did. Um in this also oh, so, getting a touchdown actually. This one we're doing captain, right? This is Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um okay. Let's do um You know what? He burned people last week. Let's say Dallas Goddard, showdown winning captain. I will say Deshaun
0: Jackson showdown winning captain looked good. Didn't run a lot of routes last week, but when he did, he was dynamic. So another revenge game for Deshaun here down the home stretch. There you go.
1: There you go. He he did. Look, that was so fun seeing him take that pass to the house.
0: It's nice. Like when he plays, he's good. And, you know, maybe just him not having Carson Wentz thrown to him could be a thing that helps. Um, let's do real fast, Pete. I just want to see if you have any thoughts and obviously it's going to be different now that you're a big cash game guy, but, uh, for week 17, any sort of overarching thoughts to give to the folks here, because, I think there's definitely a bit of a a different approach than usual. Like I wouldn't be terribly afraid to maybe go a little bit lower on the salary cap, getting closer to the 49,000 than the 50,000 for some lineups. But besides that, I think it's just, you know, what we talked about earlier, playing for motivations, playing for guys that have the volume, playing for young guys who've shown sparks, who are going to get a bigger role, but any sort of lean you have here to give advice on week 17.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think the one interesting thing is I feel like quarterback is tough this week. Like there's not a lot of guys that you're like this, this is just an absolute home run smash. I mean, obviously we like Lamar, but he's really expensive. You know, Watson seems in a good spot, but you know, there's still a little bit of game script stuff that you could, you could worry about. Um, you know, if they were to somehow get a lead on the Titans. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking from a cash mindset, this, uh, this quarterback slate is tough and I might be willing to get gross. The more I think about it, a John Wolford, a drew lock might be a week to get gross at QB with none of the, uh, the top end plays either priced nicely or in just home run spots. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And, you know,
0: the other way is paying up for your QB. If you wanted to get the safest QB, you could probably go to Lamar, too. I think that's certainly one option. It's really about your your appetite for risk. And I think there are some merits to different approaches here. But uh, but certainly uh, that's going to be one of the big ones. Um, you yeah, know, I think we covered everything we wanted to hit on. So, guys, make sure you hit that like button, of course. And and yeah, and uh, Pete, I see you're seeing the chat now. Goddard, not expected play, hasn't been in practice. So I
1: guess
0: you'd get Ertz if Goddard's out.
1: Yeah, I'll take I'll take uh, the old Philadelphia tight end showdown winning captain. <laughs> team, a classic. <laughs> you want some Jason Kroom too? While you're out? <laughs> yeah, if I could get all if I could get all of them, Willis has me covered. The accountant will never let me down. That'd actually be funny. A lineup with Ertz, Jason and and Richard Rogers. All (laughs) did I, did I, I don't think I told you, um, I was doing my lineups for, uh, it was the showdown slate where the Bengals played the Steelers and I, my 1500th lineup that I made that I was looking through. It was the worst lineup I had ever seen. It was the Steelers kicker. And then three Bengals running backs. It was Gio, P. Ryan, and who was their who's their third guy? Um, oh fuck, I don't even oh, know. Travion Williams. Yes, yes. yes. So <laughs> the kicker with three running backs on the other team. It was so unbelievably disgusting and yet it projected as a top 1500 lineup so um i felt like i had to tell you that story no that's funny i i actually don't limit running backs on on showdown slates because
2: it
0: happens enough times like you have the kareem hunt and the uh the nick chubb getting there so yeah that that is the thing that could happen to me and um you know probably not a plus EV approach but if it, hey if it works it works or if it doesn't work it really doesn't work
1: yeah, no, I don't, I don't do any, any limits with that stuff, uh, either, especially you and me, we're trying to win the play action. We got to get funky. <laughs> That's true.
0: My, my new year's resolution. Once again, it's going to keep rolling forward until 2030 when I'm old and gray and have lost several thousands of millions of dollars. Over <laughs> at that point.
1: yeah, this is a good troll play suggestion here by John's, uh, circling Ooh. back on the Titans Titans D that could definitely be the troll play of the week
0: all right guys we appreciate you watching uh keep your eyes peeled here we're gonna be doing these live shows around these times on friday moving forward um i think we're gonna do monday shows right that's what we agreed on there's no sunday night football urgency that we have to do yeah we'll definitely be monday i would assume monday afternoon yeah, so like, yeah, Monday afternoon, Friday, that's going to be the time here. So uh, just keep it in mind. Again, we're rolling through the playoffs. We're going to keep going with uh, the episodes for then, and then we'll probably downshift a little bit in the offseason. But uh, we appreciate you guys a bunch here. Hope you have a happy new year. Hope you had a happy and safe new year. And and really wish you guys all the best luck this year. This community that we're building here, we're very happy to have you guys on board. I know Pete's been grinding all year long to get people in, and to really watch these shows and um, across his content. And it's, it's really great, Pete, I think, to see that, uh, just to have people in the mix. I feel like feels nice here. feels like a nice way to start 2021.
1: Yeah, appreciate all you Splash Play heads uh, coming out and uh, watching us live. Like we said, we're trying to get to 500 subs on the YouTube. So if you guys are watching this and haven't subscribed on the YouTube, toss us a sub, we'll get to 500. Buy yourself a hoodie and uh, and have a, a happy new year.
0: Yes, please have a happy new year. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. So have a good week 17 and good luck.